Our ideas matter. And most often, our ideas run contrary to those around us. Tempting as it may be to give in, we must stand strong for the gospel and be a light in this dark world. Carly Rockin in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. (laughs) I hope that you are here and I thank you for watching and listening and doing all the things that you do on your end. So if you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, ring the bell so you get notified every time my videos pop up. And I just want to continue to thank everybody that watches and listens. You guys are awesome. You guys have done great things and I just appreciate every which one of you. So whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on audio, Which, by the way, if you're listening for the first time, I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever podcasts are found. And if you can't find me, just search 100% Richard, look for the beard, and and I'll be there. (laughs) Oh, and and talking about beards, you got to make sure to check out wildbull.shop. I use their beard products. I use their their all natural soap. This stuff is so awesome. It's natural. It's it's all good stuff, and you can get it for fifteen percent off of your order if you use the coupon code Wild Bull One Hundred when you make your order, and you can own your game. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think I've got something good. We'll we'll get back to weekly as soon as possible. I promise. It's just going to take a little bit of time. As I gotta, I gotta have space for all this stuff. Oh, and, and th- thinking about time, if if you want to help out the channel, check out my merchandise. The link is, is in the description. I got some stuff that's that's pretty cool that, that I designed myself. You can get the beard logo for the back of your shirt. Go and check all that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, so a couple of weeks ago, I did a show called Comfortably Numb. And you should honestly go and check that out because it's got some good stuff in there. And I, and I think I'm, I'm going to actually continue on some of the thoughts that, that, that were in that show today and uh, to, to look and look at this at this particular piece of scripture, because I think this is actually super important right now in the way our world is running and the way things are going. So just just take a look at this. So this is Romans 12, one through two. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is the key to what is happening in the earth today, the conforming to the world. The thought of what is going on is okay. When the reality is, it is not. (laughs) And we must find ourselves actually going against the grain of the way the world is going and when i say going against the grain for those of us that are unfamiliar with this terminology here's a quick definition to go contrary to someone's natural disposition now i want to look at it from the point of view of a christian going against the grain of the world because the world is creating a natural disposition that people are agreeing with 
and the believer should follow what the word of God says, so therefore we're going against the grain. So running the opposite direction of others around you, that's going against the grain. Now I'll put it this way where the terminology actually comes from. If you were to rub your hand across a piece of wood or a piece of lumber, you will get splinters if you go the opposite direction. <laughs> That's why people use gloves. So, <laughs> um, and, and the Bible is very direct in the verses that we just read. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This, this is the thing right here is to not be conformed. Do not fall into the patterns of this world. Do not find yourself doing the things that the world does because that is contrary to what the word says to do some of those things. And, and a lot of the things that are in the world, because God wants you to find out who he is, what he's about, and that therefore transform you to what he is and what he is about. So you learn who you are and whose you are, and you start to function while you're living life, loving Jesus as a believer in what the word of God says. Now, now not being conformed is going against the grain. So we're going against the grain of the world and we will pick up some splinters along the way. Now I'm, I'm going to utilize Paul and Silas and some of you guys will be, will, you know, know this story. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about them for a minute because they were cruising town and they're preaching the good news of Jesus. And one day a demon-possessed chick <laughs> that was using her abilities to bring profit to some dudes and uh, was saying these things. So, so, so he, she's actually saying, hey, these guys are servants of the Most High God. Now, this is a demon-possessed girl. That The Word actually says that. We're going to get to those actual scriptures in just a minute. And these men are the... So she's saying, hey, these guys are servants of God. Paul and Silas were just doing what they were simply called to do. And, 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 and here's this, this person annoying them about how they need to change and conform and calling them out about their Christianity. Does that sound familiar to what this world is doing right now? And she's doing this for days. And Paul finally makes a decision after I'm sure he was ignoring her and just letting it be. The frustration kicks in where he just has to do something so he casts out the demon. Now, that's going against the grain. So, you know, you're cruising the public hall. You're out in the mall or I don't know if people go to malls anymore. You're out downtown wherever you live and you're going shopping and you're doing this stuff because that's kind of the marketplace where they were at. And and this person just keeps bugging you. Hey, you're a believer. You're a believer. I hate you. I don't want you here. You're you're messing us up. You're da 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 And eventually you just turn around and go, demon, come out in Jesus' name. <laughs> now, and the demon comes out and then everybody gets all ticked off. So watch this. Here it is in scripture. Watch this. So this is Acts chapter 16, 16 through 19. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. This is Paul and Silas who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. So she's calling them out. And in this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw, this is kind of a key here, but when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. 
So Paul already has a reputation, if you've read the book of Acts. Paul already has a reputation of a changed life. So he's been through some stuff. He, he knows the world way of doing things. He knows he's killed Christians. So he's already has this reputation of a fully changed life. And he, and he consistently speaks about love and, and salvation. So I would venture to say, venture to say, my opinion, that during these days that this girl is messing with him, that he is treating her with love and finally figures I have to take care of this. And does this in a public manner. So he, he didn't take her to a back room. He didn't ask her to come to church on Sunday. He didn't do anything like that. He was right there where he was. And it did not matter to him where he was. It did not matter who he was who was watching. He simply cast out the demon right there in public. And in the process, it ticked off a bunch of folks. Now, if that doesn't sound like today's world, I don't know what, what does. Because at this moment, he's going against the grain. And, and, and he and Silas got some splinters in the process of that because they were arrested. Here's the splinters for going against the grain. Now, you have to kind of take this as for a moment and go, okay, well, so-and-so proclaims the gospel online, and, and next thing you know, people are all mad at them for doing that or, or proclaiming something different than what is popular right now, and everybody gets all mad at them. And I talked about that you know, a couple of weeks ago in the, in the um, Comfortably Numb. If we become comfortably numb, we're not going against the grain like we're supposed to. So we find ourselves in a place that people just suddenly don't like us and because of what's going on. So let's look at verse 19. But when, the, when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, it wasn't that they cast out the demon. It was that their hope of profit was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Now look at where they took them. Look at They, they took them to the people that are also in the same process that, the, that they want to make money too. They want to do this also. They, you know, does that make sense to you? So this is the key as to why they were arrested. When her master saw that their hope of profit was gone. The demon was using the girl to actually bring profits. So whatever, whatever was going on, fortune telling and stuff like that. And when people lose money and money is their God, they will not be happy. <laughs> and they will use any excuse to get it back or accuse the people of taking it. Sounds like cancel culture to me. They did this by taking them into the market square where everybody was and accusing them publicly to the people, to, to, to the people who would decide. Basically... So they knew that everybody would be on their side because they went to the market square where the profits will be lost because this girl is no longer demon possessed with this ability because they are people of profit. So we took them to the people that agree with them. Now look at it the way. Now look at the way they were treated. So here's the rest of this. Here's another big portion of this. So here's Acts 16, 20 through 20, 20, blah, blah, 20 through 24. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. Well, they trouble the whole city because suddenly people can't get a profit. What's going on here? So you can tell that they're exaggerating what happened. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them. Well, why did the multitude rise up against them? Because they were all of the same mind, and Paul and Silas were going against the going against that grain. They were going against what the people were thinking by making this shift out of the blue in front of everybody. So the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. 
And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison, the inner prison, the deepest part of the prison, and fastened their feet in the stocks. So let me read this again. These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. These guys basically said, these guys are believers in this Jesus dude and teach contrary to what we want to hear. They took our money source and don't believe the way we do, so we must punish them. If that sounds familiar, just check that out. The crowd agreed and they got beaten and sent to the clink. This is what's funny. And I think it's, this is a part of the Bible that I think people sometimes forget as to why Paul and Silas actually went to prison. They were trying to cancel Paul and Silas. They were trying to keep them from doing what they do. They said, this is contrary to what we think. This is contrary to what we hear. This is contrary. They're going against the grain of society. And I think it's funny that we always talk about how Paul and Silas got out of prison, which I'll talk about in just a minute, and how they got out of jail, but we rarely talk about how they got in to jail. So this is actually how they got there. They went against the grain to the public thinking. They went against the way people were thinking at the time in this particular place, and they were, and they made the attempt to change what was happening around them, and they took the consequences for their action. That's 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 a thing that you have to understand here is they did what was right and they took the consequences for doing what they believed was right. They went contrary to the way the world's way of thinking and they did God's way of thinking and they got busted for it. And that would be a splinter when you go against the grain. But they never stopped living life loving Jesus. They took their consequence and continued to serve, love, and worship God. They did not second guess the king of kings. They did not second guess what they did. They, they, they did not go, well, you know what? We'll just join you to keep from getting out of prison. And, and, and we, or they didn't say things like that nature. Well, well you know, what? I'll, I'll apologize for that. Or they actually went and did what God said to do, and they did it in a public manner, and they went against the grain. They were not comfortably they were not comfortably numb to the world's way of thinking. Paul and Silas continued to go against the grain instead of wallowing in fear and depression that they have just been beaten and locked up. They bring themselves above that, and while they're in prison, they begin to worship and praise God. So they actually rise above the situation, even though they're locked up, they're, they're in the deepest part of the prison, and they make this decision, you know what, I'm gonna just be a warrior, I'm gonna be confident in the thing that God wants me to do, and I'm going to praise and glorify Him. And this is not a normal thing to do when you're in a situation like this. Most of us, in reality, would not find ourselves praising God in this, situa- in this situation. And I know that there's a lot of us that would actually blame God and be all upset at him and say things like this. I did what you said, and I went to jail. What kind of God are you? I quit. Well, obviously, there's more to this, and there's more to what happens to you because you become a witness through your situation. And when you actually praise, worship, and glorify God through your situation, through your consequence of the action that you took for God, you don't think God's going to make a plan and have a place for you after the fact? Absolutely he's going to. Against the grain says, 
Even in my trial, I will praise God. Even in my pain, I will worship. My God shall supply all of my needs. I will be more than a conqueror and I will rise above and people will follow me because of what because of who he is, Jesus, not because of who I am. So I have to have this understanding that in this process that Paul and Silas, that Paul and Silas did here, they cast out a demon that causes a change that they can't profit anymore because they took away their fortune teller and now they're they're ticked off because these guys aren't doing what the world says to do, so they throw them in the clink, right? And this is a, a process that is actually happening in the world right now as we speak. So let, let, let's read the rest of the story because Paul and Silas worship and praise and there's a great earthquake and everybody's chains are broken. Watch this. So, here, so here's Acts 16, 25 through 29. But at midnight, so they hung out in there. I'm pretty sure they were licking their wounds, whatever. And Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Today we would call that praise and worship. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earth, a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing, supposing what this is a key word right here, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew out his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a voice saying, do not harm, do not do any harm for we are all here. So not even the other prisoners bailed. <laughs> Paul and Silas, the, the doors were open. And the chains were loosed. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. This is the jailer. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Something I have always found interesting here is when they are released, the doors are open. And the chains are removed, but they stay. Once again, going against the grain. They stay when logic says run. God says stay. There is more to do. The jailer sees what is happening. And because he thinks everybody has run, he sees that the doors are open and all the chains are loose. It's dark in there, but he can see. So obviously there's something coming through that he can recognize that the doors are open. And because he thinks everybody has run, he's like, Ugh. They're going to murder me for this. And for this, so I'm just going to off myself and get it over with. But out of the darkness, the voice of life, we're all here. As the light is turned on, the jailer ran in and asks, what must I do to be saved? He is, I believe, this is my personal thought, is that in his mind, he just witnessed an absolute miracle. The earthquakes, doors open, prisoners actually, the biggest miracle is prisoners staying put even though the option is there to take off. And Paul and Silas say this. This is Acts 16, 31 through 34. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes as the jailer and immediately he and all of his family were baptized now when he had brought them into his house he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in god with all of his household 
Paul and Silas go against the grain. They, they, they make it a, a major shift in the economy because of what they did. The economy and the group of people that are involved in that get mad. They try to cancel Paul and Silas. They put them in prison. They beat them. They put them in the deepest, darkest hole that they could possibly find. And, and they lock them up, hands and feet. And God. God shows up because they're not willing to just conform. They're not willing to just go ahead and, and join in with what everybody else is doing. So there they are in jail. They decide to praise and worship God. They go against the grain and, and get some splinters, maybe even some pain. But what is their goal? Paul and Silas's total goal is souls. When Paul and Silas went against the grain, lives were changed. Thought processes were changed. People came to know the Lord. Souls were brought to Jesus. Our actions and ideas and voices create reactions. And sometimes those reactions might rub somebody wrong. But that does not mean that we give in to the reactions and bow down to the way of the world. We are the ones who bring the change. We are the ones that the world needs to look toward because through us, they see Jesus. And if we have to go against the grain for him to be seen, then that is what we must do. We need to be the light that's turned on in the prison. Right on, right on.